0: Hey, it's Anne-Marie. Just wanted to pop in and say hi before we dive into today's show, just with a couple of things that I wanted to bring to your attention. Firstly, during the interview with Deborah Jason, who is my wonderful guest today, the internet was not as strong as I would have liked. And therefore, there's just some parts that she dropped out. However, the information that she shares, which is all about marketing on a shoestring budget, is really good. Some of the things that she shared may seem simple, but you know what? Sometimes it's the simplest of things that can make the biggest of impact because where the difference is, if you commit to something and commit to doing it really well consistently, day after day, week after week, month after month, that is when the interest will be compounded. But of course, in the terms of business, that is when your hard work compounds and really pays off. So what are you committing to with some of the things that she shares in today's show? And Secondly, I'm going to be doing some more solo shows about different topics, about mindset, about boundaries, about whatever it is that you feel stuck when it comes to building your business. Now, I have a list as long as my arm, so I've got a lot of different things that I can talk about, but they may not necessarily be as valuable to you. So shoot me an email, info at anmariecross.com, info at let me know What do you want me to share more about? Specific topics, about mindset, about money, whatever it may be. No topic is off the books, so to speak, unless, of course, there is a topic that I have absolutely no idea about. And in that case, I will go out and I will find someone who is able to speak into that and I'll interview them. So anything to do with business, mindset, professional development, that kind of thing to help you become a better leader in your business so that you can make a much bigger impact in the world. And lastly, if you haven't already done so, I would love for you to go onto Apple and leave a comment, leave us some feedback on a specific show that really spoke to your heart. Let us know what you thought about that. We really appreciate you because it just helps us get our information into the ears of other ambitious entrepreneurs. And it's always good to check in to see how you're learning, how you're growing and what impact our podcast is having in your business. And of course, you as the leader. Anyway, without any further ado, onto the show. Today's guest is amazing. I hope you have got a pen and paper because we're also going to be sharing some PowerPoint slides so that you can really learn and put into action what she is sharing. So welcome to the Ambitious Entrepreneur Show and this is brought to you by the influencealliance.com. Now my guest today says, when you remain visible during the hard times, customers and prospects will remember you during the good times. Joining me today, again on the Ambitious Entrepreneur Show, she has been on the show before, is Deborah Jason. Now, Deborah, she started her business from scratch with one client to her name, no marketing degree. And after a consistent and persistent effort to market herself, she is proud to be in business more than 30 years later. So, a lot of wealth of knowledge to share with us in a moment. Now, marketing and writing with heart, not hype. Deborah is a copywriter. She's a national speaker and author of the award winning book, Millionaire Marketing on a Shoestring Budget. On today's show, this is what she's going to share with us five cost effective marketing strategies for staying visible during turbulent times. Times such as these, a free resource to help you gain exposure to a much broader market and one social network that opens the door up to 40 times more opportunities. Are you tapping in to that particular social
1: media platform? Welcome, Deborah. Hi there. It's so exciting to be back again. It's been a long time, so I was thrilled to see the ambitious entrepreneur return.
0: Yes, very, very excited. Well, we have got a lot of content to share with our listeners and people who are viewing today. So if you are viewing on the live stream, please, if you've got a question or a comment, leave it in the comment section and we'll be able to see that and have Deborah answer that for you. Deborah, let's dive in. You're going to talk today about five cost-effective marketing strategies. Let me share my screen so that... Um, we can also share the the slides there, and you let me know when you need me to to move across to the different slides. So, Deborah, what are these five different marketing
1: strategies? Okay. Well, first, let's give a little bit of history. So, if you want to proceed to the next slide, we'll go back to 2001. Well, actually, that slide is asking how good are you, or how confident do you feel right now about your current marketing efforts? Do you feel like they are boring being number one or five being you're a rock star? So give some thought to that because as we proceed today, you'll get some tips on how you can boost that because many people often when I I do this program say, I'm at a two or maybe a three. So let's fast forward and go to the next slide, which talks about 9-11. And that's when this program actually started. Back in 2001, many of my clients were calling and saying, I'm scared, I'm worried, I don't know what's happening, I don't want to spend money on marketing. And then fast forward to today or to 2020 and 2021 when we have our next slide, which is about this pandemic we're going through. And during the pandemic and actually even still today, many businesses, weren't just saying I'm afraid, but some of them were being shut down. So the point of today's presentation is to remind you that it's important to stay visible, okay? Whether it was 9-11 or whether it's the pandemic today, it's important that you remain in top of mind position with your customers, that they see your name and that you do it in a way that is beneficial and helps them. So for example, we have a colleague who's a communications expert on the next slide, she talks about don't think so much about yourself, but think about how can you serve your audience. What can you do to help them? What would be of value to them? Because this is a time for you to address their needs and address their concerns. Because as I say, and I think um you and I have discussed this, Anne Marie, marketing, like life, is about building and nurturing relationships, okay? You Mm -hmm. want to develop that KLT factor, that know, like, and trust. And so people, it's important for you to to develop that relationship. So for example, Anne Marie and I have known each other for many years because I was a guest on her program. Oh God, it might've been 10 years ago, Mm -hmm. but we have stayed in touch. We've nurtured that relationship. And so I was really excited when she relaunched The Ambitious Entrepreneur to say, hey, let's reconnect and do a program together. That it make- wasn't me go, always staying on top of her and going, when are you going to call me? When are you going to call me? But just nurture. Would you agree with that, Anne-Marie? Absolutely.
0: Nurturing is so, yeah. so important. So think and about it. how can relationships that are built, too. I think may find someone who is looking for someone with your expertise and therefore would recommend and connect you too. So it has an an ongoing effect as well, not just the us two, but the extended network that we can both open up to for each other.
1: And that's a really good point because so many people in uh, some of the things that we're going to talk about later, people will say, okay, well, I want to do that because that's how I'll get clients. And yes, of course, we all want to have business because we have bills to pay. But many times the value comes from referral resources, from relationships that you've built, just like you said, where you go, oh, I know someone who's looking for a copywriter. I have often given out your name when people say, I want to do a podcast. And I'm like, oh, I know exactly who you should speak to. So it's that referral network that's really, really valuable when you nurture those relationships. So let's go forward a little bit, because what happens, um, I found, maybe you found this as well, um, in the beginning of the pandemic, so back here in the States, at least back in March, I started to get emails that sounded like this. Hi, Deborah. I hope you're doing okay during this time. By the way, I have something to pitch you. I have something to sell you. I want you to buy this program. (laughs) And so to me, they it was kind of a bait and switch. Let me start the message with something that sounds compassionate, but then I'm quickly gonna change it to something where I need to sell you. So, and these are people who don't know you very well and haven't nurtured the relationship. Do you find did you find that happen to you at all, Anne a- Marie? All the time. <laughs> all the time. Yes. So on the next slide, you'll see you, I coined a term, maybe I may not be original but I call it compassionate marketing. So during times like this, think about how can you approach your audience, whether they are customers or prospects, or like we've been saying, referral resources in a way that serves them. Okay? How can you help them? And I love this quote from Martin Luther King because he says that everybody can be great because anybody can serve. You don't need a college degree. You don't need to be a grammarian. What you need is a heart full of grace and a soul generated by love. I like to repeat that. If you want to show this slide, full quote is there. But it's all you need is a heart full of grace and a soul generated by love. So I want you, if you're listening in today, to think about how can you serve? And maybe you're already doing something, but look at your audience and how can you help them? What value can you bring to them? Emery you're a perfect example because with your podcast and you have numerous podcasts, but you're always sharing value. You're always sharing something that you're audience will find beneficial. Mm-hmm. So for those of you listening, I want you to think about how you can serve. And now we'll talk about some ways that I think you can serve. And these are the five tips that you can cost effectively market yourself. All right. And the number one tip on this list, you might think it's pretty awesome, to present a webinar or a podcast. You are listening to the podcast queen, um, Anne Marie, not myself, but these are some tools that you can use if you wanna do your own webinar or you wanna do your own podcast. So some people say to me, well, what am I going to talk about? So I give some examples. For example, you're a financial advisor and we're going through turbulent times. You might talk about how can you save money during a crisis if you are a photographer you might talk about well how do i look great on camera when i haven't really been to a salon in a long time and actually to that point i do have a colleague who's a photographer um, in new york city and during the beginning of the pandemic he's like. I go out and I shoot photos of people in person. How am I going to survive this if I can't do that? He found a way to serve his audience. He has many speakers who were clients and he does photography of them virtually. So they're giving a virtual presentation and he photographs them. He doesn't do screen captures, he actually photographs them while they're speaking. And then he turned that into a presentation to help other people discover the importance of their branding when they present virtually. Another example might be you are an esthetician. You can share with people how they can take care of their skin when they're feeling really stressed. So one of the things I hear many times in Amory, I'm not sure if you hear this as well, but some people say, well, I don't want to do my own podcast. It's a lot of work. Um, and I don't know if I want to you know, do something every week or several times a so one way that you can promote yourself and market yourself and serve others is to subscribe to a site called radioGestlist.com. And if you want to forward one or two slides, um, Anne-Mar, there is the link to that. Are you familiar with it? RadioGestlist.com. No, that's a great resource.: Yes, yeah, so this is free. there is a paid version. And um, for the free version, you'll get an email. I think it's maybe once a week. And it will say, you know, Anne-Marie Cross is looking for guests on her podcast. Here's the topic. Here's what her audience looks like. Um, here's the, some people charge and ask for money for you to be a guest. I don't pay to play. <laughs> um, I usually look to be someone's guest. And the important thing for everybody listening to remember, and I'm guessing Anne-Marie that you share this as well, is if you wanna be a guest, on somebody's program, that you don't say, here's how great I am. Instead, what you share is, here's the value I will bring to your audience. Here's the benefit of having me as a guest on your program.
0: Would you agree? Absolutely. So important.
1: Yes. Let, uh, Let others know that yes, they are serving an audience and you want to share something of value. So after you've done that, after you've been a Guest on somebody's program, or you've launched your own program, then you can repurpose. That's a really popular word in the world of content marketing. Mm -hmm. Repurpose the content from your podcast. And these are some examples of programs where I've been and some of my colleagues have been, so you can reach out to other people. But repurpose that content into an article. So that article could be something you put on your blog. It could also be something you put on your LinkedIn profile, and it could also be a piece that you reach out to a local publication, like a business publication, depending on your topic, or an industry publication. So for example, I wrote an article called Getting in Turbulent Times. I reached out to a business publication here in Colorado and said, you know, I think this would be of value to readers who were trying to figure out how do they stay visible during this crazy time living through and they ran it then I reached out to a client of mine I spoke at their conference in 2019 and I said they have a magazine online and a print publication they send the members I said this would be a great article but I tailored it to their audience so I gave specific examples in that article that met the needs of their industry So now I'm getting broader exposure, I'm sharing my expertise, building my credibility, my authority, and it's not costing me anything at all. So it's a great way to get out there and get your name in front of people who may not see you otherwise. So think about what's one topic that you can present on a webinar or on a podcast, and then turn that content into an article, and that way you can share your expertise in a couple of ways, the webinar, the podcast, or in an article. So those are two ways that you can gain exposure. Let's talk about a third way. Third way is probably one that many people are familiar with and are using, and that's social media marketing. And these statistics here come from the Social Media Marketing Industry Report. Number one reason people have social media marketing in their toolbox is to generate more exposure for their business. You'll notice that improving sales is number five. And 59% of the audience said that was their reason as opposed to 86% of the audience using it for exposure. So think about that top of mind awareness just by sharing value on your social networks. And again, what can you share on social? You can share tips from the article that you wrote. You can share tips from the podcast that you were a guest on. You could share, if you're an author, quotes from your book. You can share video clips. You can share memes that are inspirational or that have quotes from your article or your book. You can share testimonials. And I have recipes in there because one woman I know when the pandemic hit, she used to go into people's homes and cook for them, cook for like the week, a series of meals. But now she couldn't do it. So she started on social media to share recipes. So social media, when it's done right, my colleague Brian Fanzo says, when you do social media marketing well, it turns a handshake into a hub. So Anne-Marie, have you ever had that experience where you've connected? One day, maybe you and I will actually get to meet in person. And I'm sure when we do, it will be a hug. It won't be a handshake. <laughs> but I'm curious, I, I, you know, have you I already heard. had that experience? <laughs> Yes, because it goes back to that marketing is about building and nurturing relationships. So when it comes to social media, you know, the five most popular social media networks, as you might guess, are Facebook and Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, and YouTube. Facebook still leads the pack, But one of the most important things to remember, no matter which network you're using, is that being social is about getting engaged. It's about communicating with and responding to those people who respond to you. So when you post something on social media networks, somebody comments, say thank you. Or depending what their comment is, respond to their comment and share something of value back with them. Um, I just recently spoke to someone who said, you know, not getting that much engagement on Facebook or on Instagram. And I went and I looked at his posts and when people commented, he wasn't responding to their comments. Oh. So I thought, wait a second, this is about engagement. You need to engage with your audience. So in particular, one of the networks I like to talk about the most is because it is a business network is LinkedIn. And when you're on LinkedIn, many people go, I'm so confused. I look like this woman in the picture. I need help. Um, I've on the network because somebody invited me. I really don't know how to make the most of my experience there. And these days, whether they're meeting you in person or virtual, people are searching for you online, okay? And before they get, and they will most likely come across your LinkedIn profile. So that puts you in a position to win or lose based on what they find on your LinkedIn profile and your activity on LinkedIn. So as media people and journalists or maybe other industry colleagues you have search on LinkedIn and engage more and more, especially since the pandemic hit, you are open to an opportunity, actually to several opportunities, because this is where you can demonstrate that you're an industry expert and you can build your thought leadership. And my favorite one is you can enable deeper engagement with your professional community. Almost three quarters of the people who are on LinkedIn, I think it's 73%, they are using it to network. So are you on the network and are you taking advantage of the opportunity to build your thought leadership and increase your credibility? LinkedIn, this statistic comes from LinkedIn. They say, if you have a complete profile, you're 40 times, 40 times more likely to receive opportunities through the network. And the question I often get is, well, what's a complete profile? It needs to be robust. It needs to be optimized for keyword phrases, okay? And really fill that out, flush it out. I do three hour workshops that are just about LinkedIn. Um, so keep in mind that once you have that, people are searching, then you will build that deeper engagement with your community, okay? So yeah. look at all the fields of that LinkedIn profile and make sure they're all filled out. Make sure you have a photo. Make sure you fill out that about section. Many people leave that out and it happens to be one of the most important sections. So if I would go look up Anne-Marie, I bet you I'll find a pretty robust and optimized profile on LinkedIn, So keep that in mind when it comes to LinkedIn. And I do offer a 10 point checklist. Okay. So if you're sitting down and you're looking at your LinkedIn profile and you're going, what do I do? The checklist will give you things that you go, yep, I did that. Yes, I did that. And so it's at rightdirectioncom slash LinkedIn dash 10, the number 10 dash point dash checklist. So, We've covered a lot so far. We've covered three ways. Yeah, so we'll just get uh, Paul is here. Hi, Anne.
0: Thanks, and Deborah. Paul. I'm <laughs> a little bit different. Uh, Deborah <laughs> said yesterday, I've got some slides. I said, well, let's show the those slides as well. Sadly, we've got a little bit of a delay in the internet, but hey, when you're live streaming, you have just got to go with the flow. So, all
1: right, number four, Deborah. <laughs> number four, use video. Okay, you may have heard this over and over again. But what I love is many people during the beginning of the pandemic, and I think it's continuing now, used video as a way not to pitch, but stay in touch with their audience. So as you might imagine, um, in a world of meetings and events and conferences, those were pretty much shut down. And so Sherry, who is an event planner, said she used video as a way to stay in touch with her audience, okay? She communicated with them on a weekly basis just to let them know she was there to help them. When the pandemic hit, I had lots of inquiries out about speaking at conferences. And I was—I didn't want to get on my email and say, by the way, are you going to hire me? Are you going to hire me? Are you going to bring me to your conference? Because that whole industry was up in the air. So I simply, similar to what Sherry did a short video, thirty seconds, thirty-five seconds. It just said, "Hi, Anne Marie. How are you doing? I bet this is a crazy time for you. If there's anything I can do to help, just let me know. Short and sweet. Just let me know if there's something I can do to help. Video, woohoo!" says Paul. <laughs> <laughs> video, woohoo. By the way, if anyone, yes. <laughs>
0: Reach out to Paul because he does. That's what he ex, uh, is an expert in, a specialist in. So, video. I thought, you know what? If you show up to this in live, um, to this show, we can no incorporate. He loves it. It what it's all about, isn't it? Community and sharing other awesome people. Part of the uh, presentation. So, all right, video is so important, and you've got some two video platforms yeah, here. Yeah. Which,
1: and um, now, yeah, two. You know, because people say. I don't have, I don't have the equipment, you know, I don't have video cameras, and lights and, cam- and microphones, but here's two platforms that don't require an expensive camera. They just require your phone. So there's Facebook live and there's Instagram live. There is LinkedIn live, but LinkedIn live, you need to apply for. And um, my understanding is they're still backlogged with people applying. So just pick up your phone, pick up your phone and short, You know, shoot a short video, do a Facebook Live. The woman I mentioned earlier who was doing cooking at home, she got a Facebook Live and started sharing how she cooked in her kitchen. So she gave you the recipe and then she showed you through Facebook Live how she did it. One of my clients is the spa industry, the International Spa Association and they started doing live sessions. This one that you see is about uh, Venus Williams who was giving tips about stretching. So there are many ways that you can set exposure, stay in front of your audience without having the expensive camera equipment. So jump on a Facebook Live, an Instagram Live, or Paul might say, and I've done it a few times, record a video and then post it on those networks. Record it with your phone. So that's a fourth way that you can get exposure during turbulent times that does not cost you a lot of money. So the last way that I talk about, and we kind of have been talking about it throughout, is to contact your existing clients, but not with a hardcore sales pitch. Instead, reach out and say, how can I serve? How can I help you? Is there something that I can do to make this easier for you? So before we move forward, Emery, is there anything that you want to share or chime in with? Because we're going to just review some of those pointers before we sign off.
0: I think what you've just done, I know what you've just done is reminded us with marketing how important it is, even if we are experiencing a downturn in business, it, it, it validates the importance of continuing to bring value, continuing to share insights, because whilst your customers may not have the ability or the finance or budget to hire you right there at that moment, if you continue to nurture and so into valuable insights into their lives, guess who they're going to remember when things start to turn around? And this is something that we should be doing in our business at any time, you know, as well as, of course, turbulent times. But also, too, the things that we have and at our fingertips right now doesn't have to be expensive, doesn't have to be, uh, like as you said, a full production with video. I mean, if you've got that available and people like Paul, absolutely. However, you know, get out there, share valuable resources and use the tools, many of them, which we are carrying around in our pockets every
1: day. So love that. Yes. As we've been saying throughout, when you can stay visible, when the times are tough, people remember that they've been seeing you throughout that whole time. So when times are good again, if they need your services, they reach out to you. So don't give up the ship. You know, ask your audience, what do you need during this time? Is there a way that I can help you? And then share that value. And you can share that value by presenting a webinar or a podcast, or as I'm doing today with Anne-Marie, be a guest on that webinar or podcast. Remember, when you reach out, if you're going to be a guest, to to let the host know what it is you're going to bring to their audience. How are you going to serve their audience? Mm -hmm. Then another way is to take that content and write an article. Okay, Put that article on your blog put it on your LinkedIn profile, reach out. If there's a local publication, reach out to them and see if they would run the article. If you have a client like mine, with was the uh, association, they ran the article, that will give you greater exposure. Then don't forget, if you're on those social networks, whichever one you choose, whether it's LinkedIn or Facebook or Instagram, to engage on those networks. It doesn't serve you to put something up, have somebody respond to it, and then you don't get involved with them. That doesn't build and nurture their relationship. So engage on those social networks. Then you can invite your clients or your colleagues to a Zoom call, okay? These are a bunch of my speaker colleagues. We would get together once a week on Zoom Just to stay connected, and for some of the reasons that we were talking about earlier, Anne Marie, which is remembering what each of us spoke about and what our topics and expertise were, so that we could refer each other when it was necessary, or when somebody posted something in a Facebook group saying, "I need a speaker to speak about podcasts," I could refer you, Anne Marie. So stay in touch with those clients, stay in touch with your colleagues, and. Have a Zoom chat with them. Then don't forget, Paul will like this. You know, do video, do Facebook Live, do Instagram Live. Uh, It doesn't have to be long. It doesn't have to be a, you know, fancy production. (laughs) Paul says I'm speaking his language. My pleasure, Paul. And I'm happy to connect with you um, after today's call so I can learn more about you. You know, uh, Debra, I'm just going to
0: um, I know the internet's lagging a little Go bit, ahead. so that's what you kind of interjected, but exactly what you said earlier about engaging on social networks, that is exactly what Paul is doing now because he's engaged. You've just said, you know, engaged through commenting on a live You've just said, I'm going to connect with you after. And then Paul has said, I'd love to be a guest on your show sometime, Anne-Marie. And I'm thinking, why not? He can speak a little bit more about video. That's exactly what you're talking about.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. You know, it's not Paul saying, hey, by the way, you know, hire me. If you need video, call me, call me. It's just Paul engaging. And because he's engaging and getting involved, then we're going, ah, oh, you know, maybe I should reach out to this Paul guy. So, you know, that's a great thing to do. I I had somebody reach out to me on LinkedIn that wanted to connect with me and I didn't know who she was. So before I connect with somebody, if I don't know who they are, I send them a message. And I say, you know, were you referred to me or were you just searching LinkedIn? And sure enough, she responded and it was a pitch. You know, it's just like, here's how I can help you in your business and I can help you grow your business. And I didn't know this woman from Adam and that's a phrase we use here in the States. So yeah, we my thought that. was, why is she doing that? the phrase? Yeah, I don't know you from Adam.
0: <laughs> We've got Brenda and uh, she's here. Hi, hey, Brenda. Loving this conversation. Thank you, Deborah. I uh, shared that.
1: Oh, thank you, Brenda, and for listening in. So, you know, after we talk about Facebook or Instagram Live, then we go back to contacting your clients or your prospects. And one way you can do that is sending a video within your email, okay? So Shauna is my speaking colleague, and she sent a video. This was in her email. It wasn't something that you um, had to then go to YouTube to watch. It was within her email, and she was just reaching out to say hi. As I mentioned earlier, when I wanted to reach out to some of my speaking prospects about conferences, I sent a video in my email. This one went to a colleague, her name is Megan. Um, I've spoken at one of her events before. The video was 35 seconds. All it said, and actually there were two things it said. It just said, hey, Megan, how are you doing? I wanted to let you know about Global Meetings Industry Day. They're trying to break a Guinness Book of World Records for the most attendance on their call. That's it. It wasn't like, oh, Megan, hire me. Are you going to bring me in to speak? It was just, hey, Megan, I hope you're doing OK. And I thought you might want to know about this Global Meetings Industry Day. Short yeah. and sweet. So it was a great way to use video within your email and just stay What's in touch. What's the platform you're using to do that, Debra? The platform I use is called CloudHQ. Mm-hmm. And it works with Google Chrome. Okay, and there is a free version, like many things, and there's a paid version. Uh, with the free version, I think at the end of the video, there's probably a watermark that says Cloud HQ. Um, but if you pay for it, then you can brand it with your own branding. So Cloud HQ is the one that I used. I'm not sure what my colleague Shauna was using. It might have been, I think it's Bomb or something, is another platform.
0: Yeah, fantastic. That's a great resource to, to yeah. share.
1: And it's fun. You know, it's fun to just jump on and do it impromptu. So you don't have to, you know, plan a script. You should have some general idea so that you're not hemming and hawing and that you can make it short and to the point.
0: Don't get stuck what I did. I, I was dumb. just going to pop out this, you know, 20-second video, 20 takes late. <laughs> <I'm> just... <laughs>
1: Well, I have to admit, I do that as well. Even when I'm doing one of those email videos, I'm like, because you can watch it before you hit send. And I'm like, nah, that wasn't good. So, you know, we all have a little bit of striving for perfection, but at some point you just hit the button and go. And of course, then there's just picking up the phone, picking up the phone and calling, using it for what it was originally meant for, which was speaking to somebody and, you know, these days everybody's Zooming, but I do have people occasionally who say, you know what, I'm getting Zoom fatigue. I can't look at the monitor. One more second. Can we just talk on the phone? And I don't know if you had this experience, but I also found in the beginning, there were more people actually answering their phones. Yes. You know, in the, it used to be you always got a recording, but now more people were actually answering their phones. Yeah,
0: I noticed the same too. And I, I've mentioned before, I'm an extroverted introvert. So when I speak on the phone, typically I keep it short and sweet. However, I noticed it was interesting. I had my energy. I had a lot more energy. And I was actually, I, I have to say to colleagues, look, if you have to go, go. I, I can hear that I'm talking your ear off. I had a lot more. <laughs> I wasn't going to networking events. <laughs> so I, I agree that in the phones was, was good.
1: Yeah. So, you know, don't be afraid to just pick up the phone and say hello. You know, again, it doesn't have to be a pitch. So I want you to think about what's one thing that you are going to do. What's one thing that you're going to take action on? And maybe it's, you know, I've been thinking about a podcast, but I don't know if I want to launch my own. So maybe I'll reach out like Paul just did to Anne-Marie and say, hey, let's talk about video on your program. Maybe it's, oh, you know what, I have been a guest on a podcast, but maybe what I should do is turn that into an article. Um, You know, take five salient points from that and post it on my blog or on my LinkedIn profile, or maybe reach out to a publication. So think about it. Of the five things that we talked about today, what's one thing that you're going to do to create top of mind awareness? Mm. Love that. And get into action.
0: Don't just think about it. Get into action. And one of those actions is maybe going to this link or definitely if you're not sure about the 10 points LinkedIn checklist, this is certainly a wonderful. um, Yes,
1: because even if you have a LinkedIn profile already, you might find if you look at the checklist that there are things that you have never done on your LinkedIn profile. You know, that you say, oh, I didn't know I could do that. Or, you know, for example, one of them is putting a banner behind your profile image. But not just putting a banner with a pretty picture, but putting contact information on that banner. So when somebody goes to your LinkedIn profile, they can see right away without, it's not clickable, it's not linkable. But that way, when they get to your LinkedIn profile, if it says Deborah Jason and my phone number, they know right away how to reach me. That might be something that you've never thought about on your link. Heading over to LinkedIn to update my profile. No more procrastinating, says Brenda Ann. I love that. <laughs> and get the checklist. <laughs> Make sure you reach out to Debra. You guys are probably already connected any anyway. Well, you know, the best time to take action is while it's fresh in your mind. Yes. You know, so if there's something that we talked about today that you've written down, when you get off the call, go do it. You know and it doesn't have to be everything, just pick one. Um, this is my book, Millionaire Marketing on a Shoestring Budget. Um, at some point, Anne Marie, I think if you want to, you may give this away as a gift. Um, it's available as an ebook on Amazon. Um, if you want an autographed copy, if you're in the United States, then I can get that to you. But if you're um, overseas and it gets quite exorbitant with the mailing fees, um, So you can check on Amazon. I'm not sure right now if the actual print book is because my distributor was just messaging me today, but you can actually, you know, if you'd like, I mean, we could give away a book today, but I'll leave that up to you.
0: Ah, okay, there you go. Well, look, this is how we, we and everyone (laughs) watching in the recording later, we can get in contact with you. Is there a particular favorite of yours, the way that they can reach out? to connect with you. Would it be LinkedIn,
1: possibly one of the,
0: I would imagine. I was going to
1: say, if you want to reach out on LinkedIn, what I would tell you to do, because one of the biggest mistakes people make is they go to LinkedIn and they just click connect and send off a generic invite. So if you want to connect on LinkedIn, go to my profile, hit connect, but then send me a quick note that says, hey, I heard you on the ambitious entrepreneur. I'd love to stay in touch. Because maybe I'd recognize your name and maybe I won't. So, always, whether it's myself or Anne Marie you connect with, always send a personal note when you go to and always go to their LinkedIn profile first. Click connect from there. You don't want to hit connect from people who viewed your profile also viewed or people you may want to know because then LinkedIn automatically sends out a generic message. Mm But if you go to their profile first, The only exception to that is when you're on mobile. So, if you're on your phone or an iPad or a tablet, you do go to their profile, but you don't hit connect. Yeah. There's a a little button. There's a little button that says more and it has three dots. You click on that, you'll get a drop down, and then it will say personalize your invitation. Yeah. So, yeah, if you want to reach out to me on LinkedIn, um, of course, you can always track me down through Anne Marie. But I'm happy to chat some more if we have time, Anne-Marie, and answer any questions that might
0: be. Yeah, well, uh, uh, my next guest is on at 8.45, which is about two oh, minutes so there's timing. Right, right <laughs> on there. That's all right. But, look, I would just say thank you so very much. Uh, very different kind of uh, interview. And this is with, with PowerPoint. So if you're listening to the audio version, go and uh, over to one of the social media platforms so that you can watch the video or go to where you get access to the show notes, ambitiousentrepreneurshow.com. You'll be able to go there and uh, just search for Deborah Jason. And uh, the title of the show is going to be Cost Effective Marketing During Turbulent Times. And you'll be able to watch the video alongside. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show again, Deborah. It's been thank wonderful. You. Yeah, and uh, always love the work that you do and so very important, especially for times like these. So thank you once again for coming on the show. And thank you to Paul and thank you for Brenda for being here too and, and others who might have been hanging out and not commenting. We value you as <laughs> well. This podcast is brought to you by theinfluencealliance.com. Want to influence real change with your message by becoming known as a trusted authority in your industry? while building a sustainable and scalable business you love? Find out how by accessing our free podcast series at www.theinfluencealliance.com forward slash podcast
1: series. That's theinfluencealliance.com forward slash podcast series.